Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director here at engineering.com. On today's show, Ford's major investment in electric vehicle production, bringing wind power to homeowners and testing a new form of propulsion for deep space exploration. Ford is moving forward with a multi-million dollar investment in electric vehicle production in the US and Canada. The big news is construction of the new Rouge Electric Vehicle Center, where Ford will build the all-electric F-150 by mid-2022. The Dearborn, Michigan facility will be part of a $700 million investment in building the all-new F-150 pickup truck lineup, including the first-ever F-150 Power Boost Hybrid. 300 new jobs will support battery assembly and production of the hybrid, as well as the fully electric version of the F-150. The new electric F-150 is now undergoing thousands of hours of torture testing and millions of simulated laboratory as well as real-world test miles. Now, Ford says the new model will feature dual motors. It'll be more powerful than any F-150 available today. According to the company, a giant front trunk or frunk will add more cargo-carrying versatility and security, and it's available for future development, perhaps a range-extending engine or even a fuel cell. Ford also plans to debut mobile power generation in the vehicle so customers can look forward to using their trucks as a power source at campsites or job sites. Lifetime operating costs are expected to be 40% lower than a similar gasoline engine truck. Now, F-150 is a major production program for Ford and America as a whole. A study by the Boston Consulting Group says that Ford's F-Series pickups contribute approximately 500,000 jobs to the U.S. economy and $50 billion to U.S. GDP. Meanwhile, in Canada, that nation's federal government says it's willing to put up half a billion dollars in financing for electric vehicle production at Ford's Oakville, Ontario operation. Some funds are also expected from the provincial government. Now, retooling at Oakville Assembly is expected to include battery production. The Canadian government has set a goal of net zero emissions by 2050, and this investment is expected to help achieve that goal and also stem the flow of automotive assembly jobs out of the country. Wind energy is a small but significant proportion of U.S. power generation. Of the 300 billion kilowatt hours electricity generated annually, about 7% of that total is produced by wind. Now, now an Iceland-based company plans to bring wind generation down to the residential level. Icewind, founded in 2012 and based in Reykjavik, well, they developed a series of vertical wind axis microturbines for residential use. The company's Freya model uses an innovative six-bladed design. The vertical axis design works more effectively than horizontal axis wind turbines in places where they can't be placed high enough to capture sustained winds. And while the horizontal variety can produce larger amounts of electricity, they generally don't fare well in turbulent winds. Ice winds turbines generate power without the need to weather vane the motor into the wind, and the new model features a cut-in wind speed of just 5.5 miles per hour. At 22 miles per hour, the unit produces a rated power of 160 watts. The system is designed for DIY installation, and the company claims that if you can assemble IKEA furniture, you can install a Freya. Now, noise is a very common complaint from residential wind systems, but ice wind systems are quiet at under 30 decibels when operating. The system is designed to last 30 years with little maintenance. Now, the present downside is that the rated power of 160 watts is minimal, enough for small electronics in a cabin or trailer, but not enough to take your home off the grid. And since a Freya can produce only 160 watts of energy in 22 mile per hour winds, at a cost of $3,200, it'll take 30 plus years to get a return on the purchase in the average American home. However, Icewind is performing viability tests of improved designs, aiming to provide 500 to 1,000 watts of power, and the company is developing larger models capable of 7 to 10 times the current power output. Will there be a vertical wind turbine in your backyard? Spacecraft propulsion for long trips on interplanetary scale is lots well, of difficult problem. Most solutions involve low thrust over long duration to accelerate typical payloads to speeds fast enough to deliver science payloads on timescales of months or years instead of decades. 
Now, electric propulsion has been the subject of intense interest for decades, and one design has been especially controversial, M-Drive. In theory, the drive converts electricity into microwaves, then forces them through a sealed cone. The microwaves are bounced around the reflective surfaces of the cone and generate momentum. The microwaves essentially exert more force on the larger end of the cone than the smaller end, creating enough thrust without propellant to push a craft through the vacuum of space. Well, that's the theory. At present, M-Drive only exists as a laboratory prototype, with funding provided by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Now, researchers, including a team from China and a team from NASA, claim to have produced thrust with the drive. But that thrust has been infinitesimal. Physicist Martin Tashmar heads the Space Drive project at the Dresden University of Technology in Germany, which is working with instruments sensitive enough to detect thrust from the M-Drive. His team is seeking to replicate the DARPA tests. Now, they locked the drive inside a shield made of mu-metal, a ferrous alloy designed to shield the device from local magnetic fields, including the Earth's, which gives a sense of the vanishingly small amounts of net thrust produced by the device. Now, in propellant-based systems, this would be a showstopper, but if the propellant can be eliminated, the nuclear power source is possible, they could theoretically push spacecraft with continuous acceleration for months or years, attaining record speeds. Even interstellar travel to local stars on timelines on the order of decades might be possible. But the first step is determining if the system actually produces net thrust. It isn't warp drive, but it's an exciting possibility. That wraps up this episode. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of This Week in Engineering.